This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin. I'm your host and part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode eight of season six, where we are looking at how we can seek parental love, comfort and protection. And we have got an amazing guest, Dr. Naomi Graham, founder of Growing Hope. Lucy will introduce her in just a moment. Um, But I just wanted to flag, if you're a leader, we've got a free training session tomorrow, one of our Lunch with Leaders events, and it's all about praying with children and young people. So if you'd like a bit of help and support on that or a bit of a refresher, come along. It's totally free. It's one o'clock on Facebook Live in that group. You can stay behind your screen and no one can see you. Enjoy that. Or if you want to join us on Zoom afterwards for a bit of a chat about what this looks like in your context and to ask some more questions, you're really welcome to do that as well. But I'm going to hand over now to Lucy and Naomi. Today on the podcast, we are talking about seeking parental love, comfort and protection, which is the title of another chapter in Anna's brilliant new book due out in July called Being God's Child. I will take every opportunity to big it up for her because she won't do it for herself. But joining me today to chat about uh, this area of uh, looking for for God's love and his comfort and his protection, I am so thrilled to welcome Dr. Naomi Graham. Naomi is the founder and CEO of Growing Hope Charity, which supports children with additional needs with free therapy. Naomi is a children's occupational therapist with several years of clinical experience, including training in sensory integration, attachment and various therapy interventions. Naomi has a master's in health and rehabilitation and a PhD in the experience of play for children with cerebral palsy. So I think you'll agree she is more than qualified to come and share with us today. Naomi, welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much. Great to be here. It's so lovely to have you. Thank you. And just just to sort of kick off, tell us a bit about yourself. Who is Naomi Graham? What does your life look like? Sure. So I am an occupational therapist, as you've already said. I run Growing Hope. Um, Normally, I love being outside. So I absolutely make the most of outside time as much as I can. I live in central London, but I swim up at Hampstead Heath at the ponds. And that brings me lots of joy. It was very sunny this morning, which was great. Also, I'm not a parent myself, but I have been a children's occupational therapist for 12 years. And A while ago, I was a respite foster carer for a little boy with Down syndrome, who's now a young man. And yeah, running Growing Hope is is part of my day-to-day life. So what we do is we provide free therapy for children and young people with additional needs in partnership with churches right across the UK. Wow, what a vision. And so great that that's kind of been inspired not only by your professional experience, but your personal experience as a a respite foster care as well. Um, Naomi, everybody who's coming on this podcast this term, we're asking them a similar question, which is what have you learned from the children you have cared for, the children you have worked with, about what it means to seek parental love, comfort and protection? Um, I've learned so, so much from the children and young people that I have come across and worked with. There's a young girl, I'll call her Abby, who I met uh, a while ago now. And Abby couldn't walk, she couldn't talk, she couldn't eat by herself. And yet she carried the most amazing sense of God's peace and God's presence and God's love with her wherever she went. 
And when you got to spend time with Abby, it was just like just knowing something more of 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 that kind of comfort and love that God offers us. And mm. Abby really sadly died when she was fourteen, but person after person at her funeral got up and they said I know more of God because I got to spend time with Abby and for me there's that passage in Ephesians which talks about um where Paul's Paul prays that we may know the love of God that surpasses all knowledge that we may be filled with the fullness of God and I've actually written a, a book called Love Surpassing Knowledge but it's based on that passage and that idea that actually we don't we often presume or when we're doing children's ministry or parenting our children, sometimes we think that knowing God is about like knowing God as in being able to recite something or tell somebody about something. And actually for me, meeting children like Abby shows me that our relationship with God is so much more than that. And knowing and experiencing his love is so much more than that. And I think, you know, also in foster care, foster care and respite, foster care, I found that the little boy that I looked after, he would be totally free in God's presence when he worshipped. And for me, that's just taught me so much of, you know, we don't have to hold back when we are letting ourselves be loved by God and also when we're showing God our love back to him. And I think that's taught me a lot in the way that I am am able to receive that and am able to just be myself and um, not be basing how much I think God loves me and what I think other people think about me. Yeah, they're so that's such a powerful message, isn't it? And such powerful stories that you told as well. Thank you for sharing. I had a lump in my throat, actually, <laughs> when you were mm-hmm. telling them, because that's so that's so moving, isn't it? It's is so much in our lives is based around knowledge and and brain power or brain activity. And and maybe we underestimate the impact of of sensory stuff I don't know it, the, it, our emotions and how God can speak to us and work through us and our emotions so that's so powerful yeah. thank you um Naomi can you share us uh, share with us a little about how Growing Hope started what was the vision behind it what it, what is its vision today I think it's it started in 2017 am I right yes yeah you're right yeah so just over five years ago was when we started and it started well, for lots of reasons, but I'm an occupational therapist by training. I'd been and spent some time in India and Thailand and been with basically local churches there providing healthcare and therapy support for children in their local area, which is a massive need in both those places, but really felt prompted of like, you know, why do we not do this in the UK? The church historically has been very much a part of healthcare and yet now it's very much not a part part of healthcare i've been working in in nhs in the nhs in private practice various places and seen i was at a point where i saw children who had families who had bailiffs knocking on their door and yet still came and paid for private therapy because they were desperate for help Gosh. um yeah we know that you know 54% of families at the moment are experiencing a delay in accessing therapy services as often a one two-year wait so growing hope exists basically to bridge the gap so we provide free therapy in partnership with local churches so that looks like bringing hope to children through the provision of free therapy whether that's occupational therapy like what I do speech language physio music therapy counseling art therapy we grow hope for families where hope's been lost due to isolation or rejection and we share hope in Jesus because we believe that Jesus brings hope even in the most difficult situations and it's such a privilege to get to do it. When I, you know, I went to my vicar and I said, I, I think this is what God's asking me to do. And I think, 
we need to be the church and step in the gap and um, provide this free therapy and support families with additional needs. It took it took a bit of a journey, but it's amazing to now be here and we've got four local charities. So the vision is to have twenty clinics in partnership with local churches by twenty thirty. And we've now got them in Kings Cross, Broccoli, High Wycombe and Gateshead and looking to set up more. So Wow. Very exciting. Very exciting. And what a vision and how powerful, I think, to kind of step into that gap as a church, because you're right, I'd kind of never really thought about that, that traditionally, certainly before the NHS, before the welfare state, churches did step into that gap, didn't they? Um, Bernardo's, I think, was founded on Christian principles. Lots of orphanages were founded by Christians, by churches, the Salvation Army, obviously famous for, for stepping into that gap. So many different Christian organisations. And yet, maybe since the government has provided more support the church has stepped back and perhaps the call now for the church is to step back into into that gap like you say that there's terrible waiting times and and a real gap in services for, for the families who yeah. need them um can you share something from your experience of, of working with families i'm aware that families with children uh, who have additional needs face a lot of challenges can you share some insight uh, to help us understand a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So families of children with additional needs, often we we run a course called When Dreams Change. So often what happens when you become a parent of a child with additional needs is that your hopes and dreams for your child have to shift and adjust because of your child's needs. But actually that's often under talked about and under kind of understood and often families feeling really isolated they feel like no one quite knows how they're feeling they're often pushed to the edges you know as we sadly see in society often people with additional needs are sometimes rejected by others and I think families really often carry the burden of that so our when dreams change course is, is all about what happens when your hopes and dreams change because of your children's needs it's a four-week video-based course that anyone can train to be a facilitator of and then run it in their local communities in their local churches and it talks about we use the story of Joseph to walk through the grief cycle what it looks like the emotions we experience when we're grieving and and it is that kind of that loss of, of those hopes and dreams that we might be grieving if we're a parent of a child with additional needs we look at how we fill up our own cup so we can give to our child really important principle and it, when we're thinking about God's love I think it's massively important for us to think about you know how do we let ourselves be filled with that love that God gives us so that we can then share that with our children how do we look after ourselves so that we you know just like God looks after us so that we can then look after our children and I imagine a lot of these families must feel fairly isolated as well yeah, absolutely. And so part of the course is looking at who's in our support network and then what are our dreams? So what are our dreams as parents? Not just, you know, it's so easy for us to get kind of stuck in the identity of um, Tommy's mom and, and that's what that is and, and you are and that's important. But also who are you as a person and, and what does it look like to be you and to have dreams um, yourself as well and how does that enable you to be the person you've been created to be so that's what it focuses on being the pe person we've been created to be and it's such a privilege to be able to run it you know we have parents who I've, I, we actually have a parent who two single mums who came along to the course didn't know each other and connected with each other on the course and have now been on holiday together oh, um, wow. which is amazing yeah, yeah and yeah have really found community so um, we really care about the whole family at Growing Hope. So we, we do those things for parents and then we also do support for siblings as well. So 
we have a group called the siblings group which again anyone can train to facilitate so they pay they come on one training course and then they run the course for free with all the resources as many times as they want um and that's a seven week group which is counseling based and uses puppets for children to talk about their experience so on that i had one little girl we were doing it in a school schools often love to partner with us for it because there isn't much support for families children with additional needs and five weeks in she was like oh elephant has a story elephant was playing in the playground and her brother was next to her and everyone was pointing and laughing and she felt really embarrassed and obviously that's a really hard story it's it's tough for that little girl but also amazing that she had the safety and felt like she could then share that experience and then know the kind of you know just like we're thinking about today like that comfort of of being held and being safe um Mm. to be able to to share so absolutely it's it's a privilege absolutely and uh, puppets are so powerful to do that aren't they because children will tell stories with them that just sounds yeah gosh yeah (laughs) another lump in my throat moment (laughs) yeah yeah, just wonderful that you're offering this support because siblings can often get overlooked and um and I love the story about the two single mums as well, because uh, if, I don't know the, the individual um, circumstances, obviously, but I know that having a child with additional needs can really put a strain on a marriage, on a relationship. And um, who's your tribe? You know, if, if you're on your own, who's your tribe? But the fact that they could be support for each other is just so wonderful. And that you were able to facilitate that. That must feel fantastic that you're able to start these kinds of relationships. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such a joy. And, it, you know, it when we see so many families desperate for support, one of our values at Growing Hope is community about everyone being seen, heard and able to belong. And I think we see that in our courses, like When Dreams Change and Siblings and the way that we roll them out across the UK, but also just in the day-to-day in clinic, like I'm often saying to families and parents, like, how are you? How are you doing? Like really trying to see them and value them for who they are, because that's that's what I believe that, that God does for us. And that's yeah. what I want to then reflect to the people I'm seeing and so often families turn around to me and they're like oh no one ever asked me how I'm doing and I'm you know this is how I am and and yeah so it's amazing to be able to do that and journey with families absolutely and I'm sure they're so grateful and what an amazing witness for the church to be partnering as well and being part of the solution that's it's such a great vision I'm so excited by it and you've mentioned two courses you've mentioned when dreams change which is aimed at uh, parents of children with additional needs you've aimed at uh, so you've uh, talked about the siblings group as well Um, other obviously we'll link to those in the show notes if people want more information about those are there other resources and things you'd like to point people to if they're interested in uh, finding out more about growing hope in your work yeah absolutely so if they want to look at when dreams change or siblings we're always looking for people to facilitate those courses and you know come on the training and then do them run them in their local area so that's all on our website forward slash training growinghope.org.uk forward slash training um, but then loads of other bits and pieces. So my book is on the website. If that's interesting for people, that talks a lot about sensory processing, how God speaks to us. Um, then also we run an accessibility award for churches and also we are setting up clinics all the time. So if anyone is interested in thinking about partnering with us, becoming a therapist for us, you know, getting to combine their work with their faith, then they can absolutely we'd love to get and hear hear from them they can get in touch by 
contacting us. Fab. I'll make sure that all those links go in the show notes. That's super. And I just want to throw you a bit of a curveball of a question that we didn't plan. <laughs> you mentioned your book and it sounds fascinating. Can you give us a little kind of snapshot into what it's about? You said sensory uh, processing. Is that right? Tell us a little bit more yes. about that because it sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Lucy. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, so it's called Love Surpassing Knowledge. It's it's about that story that I was telling earlier, but it's basically using my knowledge as an occupational therapist, looking at what all our senses are, you know, not just the five that we often know about, but also our sense of movement and balance and our internal senses what that looks like neurologically, how God speaks to us through his senses in the Bible, and then how we practically apply that to kids' ministry. So it's very much focused on accessibility across a total wide range of additional needs, gives some ideas for session plans, you know, forms you can use, but but breaks down how we process the world and how God speaks to us and how we can apply that to our ministry. It sounds a really practical book. So it's sort of aimed mainly at, you'd say, kind of those helping the children's and youth work, would you say, in churches? Um, some yeah partly but also really good for parents so I'm often recommending it to parents who have children who if they're if you're worried at all about your child sensory processing or they seem quite fidgety or you know it's hard to help them with things that are too noisy or whatever it is it's quite a good gives you quite a good understanding of how sensory processing works and and some really practical ideas that you can try at home sure that sounds great. Thank you. We'll link to that in the show notes because I think that'll be of interest to many people. Naomi, thank you so much for talking with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem at all. Lovely to chat to you too. <laughs> Take care. God bless. We like to end our podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is, what makes you feel safe and calm? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week with Dr. Anita Devi talking about learning. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast or any of our other free courses and resources, we would love you to join with us by becoming a friend of Parenting for Faith. Anything from £2 a month makes a real difference to enable us to keep producing these resources and courses and journeying alongside you and supporting you, which we absolutely love doing. There'll be a link in the show notes. And if you're able to do that, thank you so much. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.